From the EPR Creation Studio, this is Jason Staples bringing you the Unconquered Podcast. Before I get started, I want to thank EPR Creations. EPR Creations partners with small businesses for website development and online strategy planning. As I've said before, they're the ones who've partnered with me on showthesafeties.com. If you haven't signed the petition for wider camera angles so that we can actually see the full game, go to showthesafeties.com and take a look, sign the petition. And if you need an improved online presence, EPR Creations is who to call. Let them know you heard about them from the Unconquered Podcast. All that information is in the show notes. Okay, so we're going to do the Syracuse preview here. And this should be pretty quick, actually. I don't expect to, to spend a whole lot of time on this episode. I mean, I the last episode was pretty... Uh, pretty meaty in terms of how much I put in there. So I'm not going to go over too much uh, beyond that. Just going to preview Syracuse, <laughs> not much more. So going to go ahead and start by talking Syracuse offense versus Florida State defense. Syracuse offense offensively runs kind of what Florida State does offensively or a version of it, essentially, that it's not all that different. And Dino Babers worked with the Bryles. And, uh, and is running his version of what the Bryles system does. So, uh, you know, he was, he was a, a, a top assistant at Baylor before he wound up going and, and becoming a head coach himself. So this is something that the defense is used to seeing. They, they run a lot of the same concepts. They just have a lot worse players. And so, you know, this is one where <laughs> defensively, there's not a whole lot of excuse if you get caught with your pants down on something because you've pretty much seen all of the stuff that they do in practice all the time, through camp, through spring. I mean, you, you've seen what they do. Uh, and and Syracuse, and, and we, we saw what they did last year. I mean, this is not a, a new thing for Florida State's personnel. And the thing is, they're doing that having lost a bunch of playmakers last year from that team that really embarrassed Florida State last year in a game where, we'll talk about this on the defensive side, but that, that was probably the worst game I've ever seen from a pair of Power 5 tackles offensive tackles. And ultimately that game got away from Florida state as the offense was completely neutered, was completely uh, impotent as a result of being unable to block Syracuse's defensive ends. But again, we'll get to that when we get to the, to the other side of the, of the, uh, of the ball, but they still were able to score a little bit against the Florida state defense in the second half, Florida state's defense more or less held them down in the first half. And then just sort of got frustrated, wore down a little bit toward the end of that game last year. This year, though, they've lost a ton of those playmakers. They've lost quarterback Eric Dungy, who was a big part of what made that offense so good last year. And they've lo- they lost their uh, bigger back, Strickland. They lost their leading wide receiver, the six-foot-five matchup problem that actually gave Florida State some problems last year, Jamal Custis. So, you know, those are some big playmakers to have lost. And... They also had to replace three new offensive linemen this year, and the combination of losing Dungy Strickland and those three offensive linemen has has really made a difference in terms of their offensive efficiency. I think defensively they're pretty similar to what they what they were last year in terms of uh, in terms of overall capacity, but offensively they're a shell, they're a shadow of what they were last year. In the running game, passing wise, the numbers are pretty similar. They're actually a little better than they were last year with Dungy, but basically within the within the margin of error compared to what they were last year. So passing wise, they're pretty similar. They just don't have quite as much of a big play presence because Custis, again, that six five vertical threat 
isn't there. So they're not quite as good vertically, but they're but overall the numbers passing wise are pretty much the same and their passing game isn't bad. But the problem is, man, rushing wise, yikes. Last year they averaged 4.32 yards per carry uh in 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 against everybody and 3.85 yards per carry against power five competition, which is not bad. That's, that's pretty good. That's a, that's a overall, especially since that includes sack yardage and all of that, that's pretty good. This year, they're averaging 2.86 yards per carry and get this 1.25 yards per carry against the power five teams they've played. They averaged 1.5 yards per carry last week against Pitt. 1.11 yards per carry against NC State. 2.41 yards per carry at the beginning of the year against Maryland. And that was the game that everybody thought, wow, Maryland must be pretty good. And it turns out, no, it's just Syracuse's offense is that bad. They can't run the ball. And then 0.36 yards per carry against Clemson. (laughs) Yeah, 0.36 yards per carry against Clemson. Uh, You're not going to win a lot of games doing that. They are averaging 68% less per carry this year against Power 5 competition than they were last year. And just around half per carry of what they were overall. But again, that doesn't matter as much as a Power 5 because apples to apples. So again, that, that is the result of not being as good up front. They, they offensive line wise, they're not a whole lot better than Florida State's. And then, and, and they might not be better than Florida State's offensive line. And then you lose both your big back in Strickland and Dungey, who's your legit quarterback as a runner. I mean, he was basically another running back uh, back there. You lose those guys, and all of a sudden, a an, an offense that was pretty good in the air, but also good on the ground and was two-dimensional could give you problems in multiple ways. Now is they're the guy that can't dribble left. They're the, they're the model that can't turn left. They, you know, that you don't, you want to get in a walk off with them because you know, if you turn left, they can't do it. (laughs) Well, that's what Florida state defensively needs to do is basically force them to turn left, force them to dribble left. Don't let them beat you through the air. Force them to be productive on the ground all game, which is again that's kind of crazy, but it's what you're gonna what you're gonna want to do. Force them to run the football to beat you, and odds are they can't do it. That doesn't mean you just you know play back. What that means though is that you don't have to take a whole lot of chances to stop their passing game. You just want to make sure you get them off schedule, and then they're in trouble. So I mean it's it, that's pretty simple. Now, is it entirely possible that Florida State finds a way to make this more interesting? Absolutely. But they shouldn't be able to block Florida State up front, especially on the interior. And that, I mean, that, that really should be real simple. It should be a lot of punts from Syracuse, and you're going to get a few intermediate plays in the passing game. You're going to get a couple of drives that are uh, that are basically driven by some guys getting open and, and, and finding, finding some space and, and all of that, but force them to beat you, to, to beat you running the football. Don't let them beat you over the top. Don't let them get cheap stuff. And as long as you're doing that, and as long as you're not giving them super easy stuff in the passing game, 
they're going to have a hard time blocking you up front and 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 beating you in the running game. It's it's real simple. Before I move over to the defensive side, I want to thank Luis Marquez of Keller Williams Realty in Jacksonville, Florida. You all know the drill. He's the best in the business. If you have any real estate needs in the greater Jacksonville area, you give Lewis a call. Let him know you heard about him from the Unconquered podcast. So defensively, well, they basically have one really good trick. And that's that at defensive end, they've got two, they've got a pair of NFL guys. And that happens to match up really well with Florida State, who has a pair of tackles that are not NFL tackles and are barely ACC tackles. You know, actually, early in the year, Jawan Williams, yeah, his, his PFF grade wasn't very good, but, you know, he was he was at least competent before the injury. Looked like, you know, a low-level ACC tackle. What they've had out there lately, not so good. Now, maybe Washington gives you a little bit more, and I think he's going to start this game. You're going to see Washington and uh, Baselli, I think, start against uh, against Syracuse. So maybe you get a little bit better there. Maybe you don't. I don't know that I expect a whole lot better, but at least you're not getting the same guys doing the same thing. I mean, at a certain point, that's that's the definition of insanity. And if you've got a freshman that's able to give you the same poor quality as the as the veterans, maybe that freshman, if you th- if you feel like you're not going to ruin him by putting him out there, maybe it's a little better because he's got a chance to actually get better over the rest of the over the course of the rest of the year. And I've I've heard some people talk about how he's jumped over uh, Neil, for example, to play play that spot. You got to remember Neil is playing on the right side, and he's not he's definitely not a left tackle. So I think that that while that's true that maybe Neil could flip over. And in that sense, he's, he's moved ahead of Neil in that regard. The, I'd be interested in seeing who the next guy on the field at, at, at right tackle would be. My suspicion is that it would still be Neil uh, first at the right tackle spot. But anyway, so that's the main concern is giving up a turnover or a few sacks just because you can't block their defensive ends thing is their defensive tackles aren't especially big. I mean, they got a, they got one senior who's about 308. But other than that, they're not especially big and they're not real good on the interior. I mean, and this is one place where they're they're not as good defensively as they were last year in that regard. They're giving up 5.4 yards per carry, 5.46. So really five and a half yards per carry against power five teams. That was only 4.3 last year. Now, I think that there's probably some correspondence, some correlation between their inability to run it on the on the offensive side and then teams are basically getting ahead and are able to run it more and more successfully on them as a result. So probably a little bit worse against the run than last year, but maybe not as much as the numbers. But they're giving up, I mean, again, they're giving up 4.7 yards per carry on first down. 4.1 yards per carry in the red zone. So they're not stopping a whole lot of teams those power five teams, all the power five teams that they played have been able to run the football on them and run the football on them when they're expecting them to run. They're a little, I mean, they're, they're 50, 50 on third and three or less against the run, which is, you know, that's not horrible, but overall that's, they're, they're not stopping a whole lot of teams when they just decide to line up and run it straight at them. And that's what Florida state should do in this. I mean, pass-wise, their pass defense is pretty close to what Florida State's is overall, which is not great, but not, again, not atrocious. But they're giving up 8.2 yards per attempt passing. And 
a good way to think about this. They're giving up a 139.41 passer rating, and I know it's a lot of numbers so far in, a, in, a, in an audio recording, but it is what it is. But 139 passer rating against Power 5 teams. Florida State's passer rating on the year is 139. So basically every team they've played has had more or less the same success against Syracuse's defense that Florida State has had against their schedule. So, you know, you're not going to expect a whole lot worse results. I think that that ultimately that means Florida State's in position to have a little bit better performance passing-wise than normal. But the real issue is, again, they're giving up five yards per carry. And when you're giving up 5.5 yards per carry and you're doing that on first down against teams that you know are going to run it, well, to me, this game gets real simple real quick. Run the football with Akers and LeBourne. Akers should have 25-plus carries. LeBourne should have you know, 10, 15 carries. Hit some play action when you feel, when, when you feel like they're starting to really soften up there, when, when you feel like you've got some advantages on the edge. Hit some play action, and when you're running the play action, max protect. Make sure that your that your tackles are not allowing any sort of inside move from those defensive ends. Play inside out. Make those defensive ends run the hoop, and then chip them with your H back and your backs. And you can you should be able to protect against their defensive tackles and against the the blitz stuff. So force them to have to beat you with uh, with stopping the run. Make them make them stop the run. And I don't think they can do that. To me, this is not that complicated. This is a game that Florida State should win. This is a game that Florida State should be able to run the football, have 250 yards rushing at the end of this game, and basically walk out without too much difficulty. Now, I'm sure Florida State will find a way to make it more complicated than that. But when I look at this game, that's what I see. And, you know, last week, as I said, it, I, thought it was, I thought it was a coin flip. This week, I think it's 75% that Florida State should win this, maybe 80%. And it really should be higher than that. It's, the only reason it's that low is because I don't trust Florida State. So last couple predictions brought to you by Garage Makeovers, the number one garage remodeling company in South Florida. If you need garage work and you're in Palm, Bre- Palm Beach or Broward County, give them a holler. Let them know you heard about them from the Unconquered podcast. So as far as what I expect in this game, Florida State's offense should average six plus yards per play. I would say six and a half yards per play, maybe even seven yards per play, because I think they're going to get five yards per carry and they're going to hit a couple plays down the field in the passing game. Don't put the ball on the ground. Don't turn it over. And you should score some points. Defensively, you, should, you shouldn't give up more than about four and a half yards per play because they can't run the ball. So to me, this is, like I said, 75%, 80% chance of winning. And I'm going to go with Florida State 41 to 13 here. And people are going to talk about this as a bounce back game that Florida State looks so much better. But it really is just that Syracuse is not nearly as good as Wake Forest. And matchup wise, aside from one spot, ultimately Syracuse, and that one spot being the defensive ends against the tackles, Syracuse doesn't match up very well with Florida State this year. Now, those defensive ends match up really well with those tackles. I just don't think that's going to be enough this year to turn the tide. I think, again, Florida State will be able to run the football. Syracuse won't, and I think that's the difference in the game. Uh, that 
I, I don't want to overthink this. Don't want to waste your time. So we're going to go ahead and wrap there. I want to thank the patrons above the bleach numbers level. That's Keith Cheney, Casey Kidd, Chris Chartrand, Andrew Garrett, and Burt Bertoldi. Thanks, as always, for your support. Thanks also to my three sponsors, EPR Creations, Luis Marquez, and Garage Makeovers. This has been the Unconquered Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Staples. Thanks for listening. I made this. <laughs>